Awesome. So, Matt, thanks for joining me. Being, uh, I have to highlight you're the earliest person to turn up for the podcast so far. So, um, thank you for that. Clearly, um, I'm going to get straight into it. I just want to get you to introduce yourself in a way that you've never introduced yourself before. And that's it, mate. On you go. So, my name is Matt Izzo. I'm 40 years old, and you know, I'm somebody who's turned around my life. Right? I've, uh, you know lost some weight and, you know, started to take care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, right. Spiritually, uh, really got into self-development and, uh, you know, now that's what I do. I try to help others do some of the same things I've done because I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there who need help. Right. You know, I hate to, to label myself as like a fat loss coach, you know, because that's just so, so, so superficial, right. It, it's, it's, it's important. Sure. But you know, there's a, a lot more to it than that to become our best selves. So, you know, I, I try to keep learning as much as I can and, and teaching as much as I can. Awesome. I like that. And what I like even more is because we've not really spoken before. So like this is all new for me as well. So when I've spoken to guys before, we've had chats before. So I have a bit of an idea of what they're about sort of beneath the surface. So this is quite fun for me because it's like, okay, well, I don't really know much about Matt. So you do coaching, you're a lot more than just a fat loss coach and you kind of went into it. It's kind of hard to really, really sell the transformation you can give to people, right? Yeah, it is. Um, it, you know, because it's hard to kind of put your finger on it. And I think it's, it's hard for people who need, who are in need of those services or who could potentially benefit from those services to, to really understand what's possible because, mm-hmm. you know, I certainly didn't understand what was possible for me. Um, we're, we're actually coming up uh, tomorrow is going to be the, the sixth year anniversary of me losing 75 pounds for the third time. Um, right. So if you would have asked me six years ago that, you know, I I could be doing any of the things I'm doing right now, you know, training for an Ironman race or something like that, I I would have thought that that was impossible. And I, you know, I couldn't have, I couldn't, I can't articulate just how good I feel compared to back then. Right. I thought Mm. I felt, I thought I felt good back then, but now that I, I look back at it, right. I am leaps and bounds beyond anything that I would have ever thought was possible. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a challenge because it involves kind of thinking outside the box a little bit and you have to be kind of willing to confront the idea that, Hey, you're not, you're not doing everything great. You know, you're not living your best life, right? Maybe, maybe you're not as smart as you think you are, you know? And, and, you know, this is, this is something I've had to confront in my own life because Mm -hmm. if you would have asked me six years ago, I would have said, yeah, you know, I'm not in the best of shape, but I got it all figured out pretty good. And, you know, now I look back at that and I was like, well, you know, I didn't really have much of a clue about a lot of things. Right. So I think that's, that's something that comes with, you know, getting older, getting wiser and, um, you know, developing ourselves, becoming closer to the the best version of ourselves. You have to confront those things and realize that, you know, the, some of the things you're doing, you did in the past, some of the things you might do as a habit, they, they might not be, be, be what's best for you. And there might be a better way for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I came up with about eight questions in my head as you were talking then, but I'm going to stick with the one that's, that kind of stuck with me the most was you mentioned that you lost that weight three times, right? Yeah. What happened the other two times? I, I gained it back again, um, you know. And, yeah, and, how? Uh, so, you know, I, I did it. I, I did it once as a teenager. You know, I, I was I was 
a fat kid or maybe the fat kid back in the, in the late eighties, early nineties. Right. When, mm-hmm. when, 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 uh, you know, childhood obesity was, was kind of a rare thing back then, uh, you know, and it was a traumatic way to kind of go through life. But, you know, I, when I'm in, in my teenage years, I lost, you know, about 75 pounds because I saw the fat as the visual representation, right, of, of what was wrong with me, you know, and and mm. the other kids would would make fun of me and things like that, you know, and it was it was obvious that I was heavier, right, and I was, you know, that obviously wasn't very athletic, and you know, you know, this kind of all spiraled from there. So I saw my being fat as the biggest problem I needed to solve, and you know, I lost it, and I don't even really, really remember how I did it, other than I, I would run in place a, a lot in, in my bedroom, I would do sit ups. Uh, until my back would bleed right and you know i was 16 years old you know so so losing weight's a little easier when you're that age and i did it and uh you know just kind of quickly gained it back again because i didn't really have any kind of sustainable habits in place that i could lean on moving forward right you know Mm -hmm. I, i didn't i didn't realize how this worked so you know and you know i gained it back again. And then throughout college, I was heavy and then I started working. And then in my mid twenties, I lost the weight again. And this time I really educated myself. I learned about fitness and nutrition. You know, this was like 2006. So by this time there was a ton of information that was on the internet. Right. And and I, I really learned how to do all this stuff. And I, I, I did it in a much healthier way, much more sustainable way, but I still failed to kind of think about what the next phase would be. Right. You know, and I, I, I learned about nutrition, right? I know what carbohydrates and protein and fats are and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, now that I have this knowledge, it's going to be fine, right? It's going to be smooth sailing for the rest of my life. Well, there's obviously a difference between having knowledge and applying knowledge, right? So yeah, I had all this knowledge, but you know, some things happened. I had an injury, I suffered some emotional turmoil, right? I didn't deal maybe with with some of my suppressed and repressed emotions that really were kind of at the root cause of these issues for me. So again, I quickly gained the weight back and, you know, I, I lived with that for another eight years or so until about six years ago, um, 2016, when I lost it again and, uh, you know, been, been going strong ever since. Mm, wow. man, It's kind of mad. Cause you talk about like the first time you did it and you try and put yourself in, like your shoes at that age, like you're almost like obsessive, aren't you? At that point, like you're at this young age, you're like, you tell yourself that there's something wrong with you. Like I weigh this much. Therefore I am like flawed as a human being. So I need to lose this weight and I need to do it. So you do it and you think, oh, this is great. And then life happens and then it creeps back in. You're like, shit, what the fuck happened? And then you like get better at it. And then like by the, by the third go in six years in, it's like, okay, I've kind of got it nailed down, right? What do you think? I'm quite I'm quite confident I know the answer, but what do you think is the difference now than the previous two times? Well, for, for one was I really made a plan um, this time, right? And I, I saw the, the, the folly of my prior attempts and I would have framed them as failures at that time, right? But now that mm-hmm. I look back, I, I understand that they were part of my overall eventual success, right? Because I proved to myself that I could do it and I learned how to do it. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really early on made a plan and I said, right, I'm not going to go through all the effort and all the, all the sacrifice because 
losing a large amount of weight is, is hard. I and, mean, you know, it, it takes a, a lot of sacrifice and de- de- determination to do it. And if it's not going to last, why would you do it? Right. Why would you put in all that work for, for six months or a year or two years only to give it all back again? And that was mm-hmm. what I struggled with for a long time. So once I finally committed to doing it, I made a plan and basically my plan was I'm going to just keep doing the same things I'm doing to lose weight. And maintaining my weight should be kind of easy at that point because I'll be able to eat a a lot more. But if I keep tracking my foods, if I keep logging all all my foods, you know, if I keep exercising, if I keep weighing myself every day, it's going to be hard for me to to gain this weight back again, you know? And and if I did start to gain weight again, well, it's a lot easier to lose five pounds than it is to lose 50 pounds. Um, You know, so that worked really well for me. And I I maintained my weight at about 160 pounds for, 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 you know, four years or so. Um, And, you know, then I I kind of really, as I got further into self-development, I learned more about the mental and the emotional and the spiritual aspects of it. And, you know, I kind of came to understand it on a, a different level that, you know, my, my obesity really was more a symptom of these deeper emotional kind of issues that I had, right? It was, it was a reflection of my deeply held subconscious self-image so that on a deep level, the way I saw myself was like that. And this is why when I stopped being intentional in the past with, with losing fat or, or with maintaining what I had done, when I stopped being intentional, my behavior patterns reverted back to what it was that I, you know, the, the way I saw myself. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I ended up gaining weight again because I didn't have a good plan. I didn't have a good framework in place to, to live, you know, and, and maintain my, my fat loss. People say, you know, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. You know, that's, that's a cliche, but it's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. But in order to live that new lifestyle, you have to change the way you see yourself. Because if you still see yourself the way you always saw yourself, then you're not going to live that new lifestyle because willpower is only going to last for, for, you know, so long. Eventually everyone's willpower gives in, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's months or years, sooner or later, you, you just get tired and you have to fall back on, on this and you start to, to behave kind of in accordance with your self image and the way you see yourself. So that's really been the the secret to my long-term success now is, is that I've realized on a deeper level, it's, it's more than just about how much I weigh. Hmm. I- I really, I really enjoyed listening to that because there's this like, there's this connection that I think a lot of people don't seem to kind of grasp is like, some people can lose weight, get in great shape, no problem at all. Like that's their life, you know, they just, that's part of who they are, it's how they've always been. And then some people will put loads of weight on and they'll really struggle to lose it. And they think, well, I'm a piece of shit because I can't lose this weight and I can't eat. So then the shame becomes even greater and greater and greater Mm -hmm. and it gets harder and harder, but the, the thing that you really kind of nailed on there, which really sort of resonates with me a lot, especially through the work I do with like my clients is the way you view yourself. So the way you're being, you know, like, who am I being in this moment? Who do I need to be as a person to change that? You know, how do I look at the trauma that I've had in my life and how that's playing an impact? Like being overweight, for example, is not just being overweight and overeating. Like there's, and some people might argue and say, well, it is, it's a load of shit. Well, I'd argue that you haven't been through that aspect of life to fully appreciate that. And that's where a bit of humility probably comes in. But the fascinating thing you were talking about there for me was there's so much more to it and you kind of need to think outside the box a little bit and kind of look at yourself as a whole and say, well, why am I 
this way. It's not just that I'm a piece of shit and I eat loads of food and I have no discipline. It's it's a coping mechanism because as a child, it was the first thing I went to when my parents, you know, were fighting or getting drunk or not at home or not present, you know, all those things that are kind of happening. It's like, well, and it's not even an excuse. It's just having that awareness, right? And I feel like that was kind of the massive catalyst for you with what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and I, you know, not even just for me, you know, society wide, we have a big problem with obesity, right? And and I, mm-hmm. I really think that this is kind of the the, the secret for, for most people, right? If not everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's easy to point at all these different factors, right? Of, of why people are overweight or why they're obese, you know, oh, you know, it's the food delivery, it's the seed oils, it's the sugar, it's the carbohydrates, mm-hmm. it's the fat. You know, you could you can argue about this and you're on Twitter, you've sure you've seen it argue yeah. about this for yeah. until the cows come home but ultimately it comes down to well why do you why do some people engage in these behaviors and why do other people not engage in these behaviors because we're all living in this same society for the most part at least in the west right we all have these same access to to, to these same unhealthy foods we're all we're all kind of privy to these same messages probably you know from from corporations and governments that might not have our our health and best interests in mind right but obviously this is less of a problem for some people than for other people and so so why is that you know and i i think it really kind of goes deeper because emotions are are really a, a deep level that that we all kind of you know, act on. And what I would say about it is I would have always said that I hated myself because I was fat, but it turned out that I hated myself and I was fat, right? So you lose the weight, which I did twice. Well, that doesn't solve the problem, right? I didn't actually solve my problem. It's great. Yeah, it's great to lose weight. Obviously, there's tons of health benefits associated with it, you know, blood pressure and, you know, all all these other great things that, that, that come along with being at a healthy body weight, but I didn't actually address my core problems, you know? So I, I, on some level, after I did all the work and I lost the weight, I found it to be unfulfilling because, yeah, it's great. It, it was a lot better, but it didn't it didn't solve my 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 deeper problems because those were emotional in nature and, and those were something that I needed to kind of sit down with a journal, you know, you know, write about, you know, do a lot of meditation, kind of kind of get to know myself, you know, you know, really first, you know, you have to kind of figure out where you're at before you can figure out how to how to help yourself, you know, and you know, I'll working with a coach or a professional or something like that can obviously help somebody who's been through this process, but you have to figure out where you're at and, you know, take an honest look at yourself and the way you see yourself and then work on addressing those things. And, you know, in conjunction with counting calories or changing the, the food you're eating or, you know, getting more exercise. Mm. Yeah, man. I like a lot of that. So you, you talked a little bit then about, how it feels better you know life is better when you're in shape can you kind of reel off a list of obvious like benefits if you were to do like an advert for like if you lose this weight these are the actual realistic things that are going to change in your life yeah it's you know the 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 biggest one is just more energy you know and and Mm -hmm. energy is life um you know and, and the more energy you have the the better you're going to perform in in every aspect of, of life you know and it's something that that I'm struck with because some of the training I do now involves wearing a 25 pound weighted vest right and and I'm I'm in pretty decent shape right now you know I'm 
endurance athlete, right? I, I, I routinely work out multiple hour sessions, but mm -hmm. if I put on this 25 pound weighted vest and I go outside and walk for a couple hours, when I come back, I'm tired, right? Yeah. And carrying this, this vest around sucks and I can't wait to take it off. And it feels so good when I take it off. Well, I just think about, well, I used to walk around and, and lay around and sit around 24, seven, 365 carrying an extra 75 pounds, mm -hmm. right? Of living tissue, Right. What a drain on my energy that that was to to do that, you know, and, and that that's going to impact negatively every aspect of life. Um, so, you know, it, it really starts from there. But, you know, it it, it goes, you know, it, it, it goes everywhere because the way we look is important. People like to, you know, say, oh, it doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Right. You know, because the inside reflects the outside and vice versa. So mm -hmm. you want to look good. You know, it feels good to look good. It feels good to, you know, you know, wear, wear well-fitting clothes that, that, that look good. You're, you're respected more by the opposite sex and the same sex. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and it's, you have that sort of halo effect from, from a psychological perspective, right. People, the better you look, the, the more people assume you're intelligent and kind yeah. and trustworthy and all these different things, right? So so it really it really unlocks a lot of life. But at the same time, it's important to understand it's not gonna fix all your problems, right? So you know, you know, if 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 you just say, okay, if I lose this weight, you know life's going to be great. Well, no, not necessarily, right? You have to, you have to work on the holistic picture of yourself and there might be other areas that, that need, need some attention. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Oh. I think it's quite fascinating because it, you can list off all these benefits, right? But this is all great. But then if you don't maintain, right. And you don't keep like the part of your head up there, right you're probably going to end up where you were, right? Where you end up back in the same position of like, oh shit, I've just put on 75 pounds again. Like what the fuck has just happened? And I wonder with, with you, is there a, is there a link between like you potentially suppressing or not being aware of like your own emotions and, and the weight gain? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah, very much. And that's mm. probably really kind of the, the, the root of it. Right. You know, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll use the, generic term of, of childhood trauma right and uh, you know nothing really all that bad actually happened to me i guess from an objective standpoint but mm -hmm. you know life's not objective right we're, we're, we're gonna see things from our subjective perspective and for whatever reason you know i i had a, a, a lot of painful emotions as a kid and um you know i didn't have this the skills to to properly cope with them so, you know, in order to survive, I, I suppressed and even came to repress these just painful emotions and really disconnected from my body because my, my body just felt bad, right? You know, it, it didn't feel good to, to, to be me. So what I did was I kind of like part, you know, partioned off my, my body and kind of existed in, in my head as my thoughts, and, you know, you, I would have said, yeah, like, this is me right here. You know, I'm, I'm in here and this thing lugs me around all day. Right. You know, and, and mm -hmm. that's, that was kind of the, the way I saw myself, whereas now I've kind of come to see myself more holistically, right? Like, yeah, like I'm a, I'm a whole person and, and I, it's not just about being emotionally healthy or mentally healthy or physically healthy. The whole thing needs to, to be healthy, you know, but it really was rooted in, in these painful emotions and, and just not really coping with them or, or having the skills to, to, to process them in, in in a in a healthy way so that just leads to you know emotional eating 
behaviors, right? And mm-hmm. when these are learned at an early age, they become, you know, habits in our mind, right? Our, our brains become wired to behave in these certain ways, right? So, you know, in, you know, even as a kid, I would eat a lot of sweets and things like that. Well, in my 20s, I wouldn't eat any sweets, because I, you know, I wasn't stupid. And I understood that sugar is bad for you, right? And eating processed junk food is not good for you. And I was fat and I, I, I felt bad about myself. So why would I want to eat this, this junk food that's only going to make me fatter, right? But it, I still dealt with these same emotional eating patterns. So instead of eating the stuff that I ate when I was eight years old, I would eat something else kind of, you know, and 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 I didn't never really stop to, to reflect upon the bigger picture. And, you know, you know, why do I engage in these behaviors, right? And, and are there, are, are there healthier ways that I could process the, these emotions and, you know, behave in a way that really demonstrates self-love more than the way I am doing now, just to, to feel better on a temporary basis, you know, you know, get some, some pleasure from this food for the short term, you know, that, that kind of thing. Mm. So what do you eat now? What's like your day to day? What's your diet? I want to know, man, I'm intrigued. Uh, so I actually had a kind of a big viral tweet about this the other day. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I eat kind of interestingly, I suppose, uh, I wake up, I have some, some bone broth first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. homemade bone broth. Um, and then I'll have some goat milk, uh, kefir, uh, after that, you know, prioritizing gut health as, as a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll usually do a training session. And then after that, I like to refuel with a big meal involving protein, carbohydrates. So I'll have six eggs, some oatmeal, some some fruit. Um, and then throughout the rest of the day, you know, just, just really making sure that the the food, the meals are, are protein dominant, right? Uh, I train a lot, you know, 15, 20 hours per week right now uh, with, with the Ironman coming up. So I, I'm definitely mm-hmm. not afraid of having some uh, carbohydrates or, or, or whatever. And and honestly, w- with that level of training, it, it does paper over some of the cracks uh, a little bit. You, you can certainly indulge in some stuff to, to be sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just I focus on getting the highest quality foods I can um, because I, I think that that matters a lot, right? If, if, if you want to talk about emotional health, I think the emotional health of the animals that, that, that we're eating is important because, you know, that's, that's, that's in some way part of their flesh, um, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's apparent if you're eating really high quality meat versus not so high quality meat. Well, you know, one tastes better, one's more appealing. And it's like, well, you know, you know, why is that? Well, this animal's fed better, it's treated better, right? So it's, it's going to produce healthier meat. Um, so, you know, I, I eat, eat mostly stuff like that, you know, and uh, try to limit the junk food, avoid vegetable oils, you know, uh, you know, avoid added sugars. And, uh, you know, it seem, seems to work pretty well for me. Mm. I've seen I have seen you like post about bone broth quite a lot and you're not the only one and it's almost like if you don't if you kind of just fell into the conversation be like why are these guys talking about bone broth but what's the what's like the benefits that people don't seem to understand like I'm sure people ask you like why do we you know or drink or take or whatever bone broth like what's what's the benefit I I like it a lot because it gets me some protein early in the day and there's, you know, lots of great minerals in it and uh-huh. the uh, gelatin from the, uh, from, from, from the collagen, you know, in, in, in the joints and things from, from, from the cow or the chicken or 
whatever animal it's made from, you know, all that stuff is really good for you. I like it because I don't necessarily want to be training on an empty stomach. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a nice kind of light thing for, for me to have early in the morning. I, I get some protein in me and it's a good way to kind of break my fast from, from, from sleeping. And, you know, I can have that and have the, kefir before that and then when i go out and i train i don't feel heavy or bloated or anything but i still have some calories in me you know and i'm I'm still kind of energetic so i'm a big fan of the bone broth though you know i I think it's great and you know it's one of those things if you look at ancestral kind of cultures well every every culture has a version of bone broth right and this is a very ancestral thing right when people would eat eat the whole animal they would mm-hmm. take the animal's bones and cook up a stock or something like that. <clears throat> and that's, that's, you know, that's just what humans do. So I think there, there's a ton of benefits in that for, for everybody. And it's, it's, it's pretty easy to make yourself. So, mm. so you'd never go vegan then, right? No, no, I, I, I would never, <laughs> I, I would never go vegan. No. Oh, bless you. So what's like your, what's your, really naughty really shouldn't be in this but really enjoy kind of food have you got something in particular that you like like i said you know doing all the training i'm doing now it it does kind of paper over some of the cracks Mm -hmm. you know and i you know doing 20 hours of training a week you can kind of eat whatever you want really i mean up, up to a certain point right so you know, what i've found from food is you want you know food the the purpose of eating is to get nutrition you know but you know once you get a certain um once you get enough nutrition um if you're burning enough calories you can kind of fill in the gaps with maybe some some less than ideal foods but uh you know i I eat a lot more sweets now than i really ever did when i was fat which i find to to, to be interesting because you know back then like i said i felt a a lot of shame about that right and i I would feel Mm -hmm. like well I don't deserve to eat these sweets or anything like that. And, and now, you know, I don't really have that same sort of feeling about it anymore. You know, I, I know I'm healthy. I know I'm going to exercise. I know I'm going to burn it off. I know if I did gain a few pounds, I, I, I would be on top of it and lose it. But I, I guess I would say that, uh, you know, uh, Courtney, she makes great baked goods. And uh, so all the stuff she makes, that would be the, my uh, my uh, weakness. <laughs> she, she, she just made some great cookies and uh, I had a few of those for sure yeah nice i think it's nice though to be able to have that balance as well like if you're training hard and you're pushing yourself towards something it's it's almost that well i get to enjoy those things instead of like restricting your life to a point where it's like well i can't have these things because i want to have them but if you're training well enough and you're eating well and you're having that balance it's like well you can still enjoy those things because i see guys that are really ripped you know and and they're, they're in great shape but they'll be eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream all the time and all these other things and, you know, eating Twinkies and stuff and all the rest of it. And you're like, how do you do that? And it's, it's balance, right? It's like making sure you get the protein stuff in first, getting the right things in first, making sure you're getting the nutrients you need, making sure you're training, you know, you're not just sitting on your ass all day long doing nothing. And then if you do that, you can then enjoy the finer things in life. I like to call them. Right. Yeah. Even when I was losing weight the last time, most of the nights I would have some uh, peanut butter and M&Ms, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I would weigh it out. I would have 30 grams of peanut butter, 30 grams of M&Ms. It would be like three or 400 calories. You know, I'd budget for it. 
but it's nice, you know, because you don't want to feel like you're a robot. You don't want to feel like you're restricted, right? You know, food is more than fuel at the end of the day, right? It's easy mm-hmm. to kind of say food is fuel, but it's more than, than that. You know, it's an, it's an important part of the human experience. It's a way that we bond and, you know, you know, with our family and friends and connect with them and things like that. So, um, you know, you don't want to be too robotic and too restrictive about it, even if you're trying to lose weight or whatever, because you don't, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect to see great results. It's really more about being very good almost all the time. Right. If, Mm -hmm. if, 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 if if you're, if you're hitting the mark 95% of the time, then that other 5%, that's, that's going to be great, you know, and, 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 that's probably even more restricting than most people. Some people will even say 80, 20 or whatever, right? It, it really all depends on what your goals are and how much you're willing to sacrifice to, to, to get to those goals and, and how long you're willing to, you know, put it off for basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I like the idea of balance. I think it's harder for some people than it is for others, but so what got you into, into kind of living the life you were living before, getting to where you are now, and then doing coaching. Like, what did you did you think you'd be doing coaching like ten years ago? Or like no, <laughs> never would have thought that this would have been anything for me um, mm. to do because I always felt kind of like a, a failure in this area, right? I, I was always the the, the fat kid and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as as uh, so. I, I made a, a Reddit post sometime, I think in 2019. Um, and, you know, I, I really wasn't comfortable sharing myself online, sharing my, my story online back then. I, you know, I still ha- had a lot of shame I was carrying and uh, things like that. But I made a Reddit post, a before and after picture of, of uh, you know, when I was fat and then I lost the weight. And then uh, some a writer for, for Men's Health Magazine saw it. And uh, he he sent me a message and he he wanted to uh, do a feature about me. And nice. um, so, you know, the, the post was was very successful, too. You know, so I kind of realized that, hey, well, thousands of people are, are drawing inspiration from this. Right. So 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 there's definitely some power in this. Um, so I, I answered his questions and he uh, a couple of weeks later emailed me back and he's like, OK, your story's up. And I'm like what really already, you know, like, I, I didn't know if they were going to fly me in to interview me or whatever. So then uh, I was sitting at my desk at work and, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to be getting a lot of attention from this. So I, I need some way to capture some of this attention. So I quickly uh, made an Instagram account at my oh. desk, uh, you know, Matt is fitness. And I, I emailed them back and I'm like, Hey, could, could you put a link to uh, this Instagram account in there? And he did it. And, you know, picked up a couple hundred followers on that first day. And that was kind of really the, the, the start of this, uh, you know, you know, uh, I guess coaching endeavor. Um, I made a, a, a Twitter account at that same time because, you know, I, I've been a big Twitter user since like 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had a number of fairly successful sort of anonymous Twitter accounts. And it, it was a medium I really liked, but I didn't really start, uh, you know, it, it's kind of daunting building a Twitter account from scratch. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's, can be tough to uh, gain traction with it. So I didn't really do anything with that Twitter account for almost a year. And then, then, you know, when uh, COVID happened and I was working from home and I said, you know, you know what, well, I guess now's the time I'm going to start my, uh, 
Twitter account. So I started posting more to a Twitter and I've grown that. And, uh, you know, I, I've realized that, you know, thousands of people can be inspired by the uh, things I've done. And that, you know, I, I really feel strongly at this point that, you know, I didn't go through all this, all this struggle and all these challenges just for me, right? You know, and uh, a lot of other people are are suffering from from these same things now, and you know, they're having a hard time finding a way out of it. Well, I, I've done that, and you know, I feel obligated to uh, share what I've learned with 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 the world. So uh, that's really what I'm doing, and uh, you know, making a living doing it's great, you know. But I mean, honestly, if I could just put it all out there for for free, and and you know, have 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 the the world change based off of that, then I, I'd I'd be be very happy. I feel like I would have uh, served my greater purpose, but. Um, you know, my, my, my stated goal is to help a million people lose weight. So, uh, I'm, I'm still working on that. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get there, but you know, you don't have to know what step 37 is when, when you're on step five, right. You know, you, you, you kind of figure it out as you go. So, uh, that's, that's what I'm working on. Mm, I like that. Do you think you kind of mentioned there about like, um, not worrying too much about, I think you said step like 37 or 36 or something. And it's yeah. like probably 34, I don't even know. But um, I think the key kind of takeaway there for me is like, it's the thing that so many people think of when they're starting to either get fit or start a business online or even a Twitter account. Like people seem to think far too big, like I need to handle all these things. And it's like, well, no, just start. Like yeah. you don't realize that like people who have been in this online creator space for five years still don't know what the fuck they're doing sometimes, right? Like they just growing as they go and kind of I think the, the the key thing is like being a few steps ahead of somebody else and kind of being able to then like turn around and lift them up, you know, up the mountain as you go up, right? Does that, does that kind of resonate with you? Definitely, you know, and and I, I think at some points people like that can even even be more effective because they, they have yeah. more of a connection to to the person who's in that situation right and you know i i can tell you that as the, the services i provide um you know i i don't think anybody could could offer the same sort of perspective and insight that i could who hasn't also been fat for the long time who hasn't uh-huh. also struggled with 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 obesity and things like uh-huh. that i mean there is no shortage of fat loss information you can go into google you can type fat loss into google you probably get like a billion responses back most of them would probably work if you follow them right and and so it's obviously it's, it's obviously not that simple and uh-huh. you know I know that like, for example, I'll, I'll go to the gym, you know, and, and I'll, I'll see a, a personal trainer who, you know, if I would have to guess, probably never been, been fat in their life, you know, never really dealt with these sort of things. And, you know, I, I'm watching him giving instruction to this overweight woman, you know, about how to do like uh, rows on the landmine, right? He's getting really in depth with it and stuff like that. And he's providing her with, with good information, but this isn't the information she needs, right? Getting really good at at at, at doing rows isn't going to solve her problem with obesity, right? There's, there's a lot more to this. This is a tiny fraction of the puzzle, right? Just doing mm-hmm. one exercise really well. 
what, you know, she needs is somebody who understands, you know, the mental and emotional sorts of, of challenges and turmoil that, that, that she's undergone. And how do you make these behavior changes? Right. Like, like, like you said, not worrying about step 37, right. Just go for a walk, start getting 10,000 steps or 5,000 steps or, or even a thousand steps. Right. You know, and, and just start small, be consistent and build on it. Right. And, and and that's how you do this. That's how I did this. You know, I didn't, I didn't set out one day and be like, I'm going to start training for an Ironman or anything like that. You know, I actually got a Fitbit two and a half years before I even started losing weight. So by the time I started losing weight, I already been walking 10,000 steps every day for two and a half years at that point. Right. Uh -huh. So it's about building these habits and, and layering them on top of each other and, you know, being patient, you know, because it's going to take some time to, 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 to get the result. But if you try to, you know, just start this elaborate plan, right. And try to change your entire life and who you are overnight, it's probably not going to work. Because I've tried to do that and you're going to, you, maybe you'll do it for a few weeks or even a few months, but eventually you're going to get tired of it and you're going to stop doing it. And you see so many people crash and burn when they try these things. And I think that they're much better if they just take a couple of simple things, right? Walk 10,000 steps every day, start logging your food, start making better food choices, right? And you just start from there and build, keep iterating. You know, that's, that's one of the things Dan Co talks about a lot, right. Is just keep iterating, right. You know, just, just do it this way. Keep learning, keep improving, look at how it's going. Right. Okay. So you're not losing fat as fast as you want. All right. Well, you've already built this platform of behavior. How can you alter it? Right. You know, maybe you need to eat a little bit less. Maybe you need to eat some different foods. Right. But you don't have to just throw the whole thing out and start again. You can say, all right, I've already, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the right path. It's more a question now of, you know, figuring out the details and figuring out what works for me and then just keep layering habits on top of each other. And if you do that, you know, you can do amazing things, you know, and I think I'm a, I'm an example of that because in 2016, I wasn't drinking bone broth. I didn't even know what, kefir was i didn't know how to swim you know i hadn't run in years right so uh -huh. you know don't worry so much about the end result it's great to have a goal in mind but you you can't get to your goal in the first day or the first week or the first month you know you you, you all you can do is is a little bit better than yesterday right so uh -huh. so focus on focus on that and you know building healthy habits that are sustainable and just move forward and, and build on those I love all of that. I was going to ask you the question and then you answered it about like what would, what would be like the the small steps to take. And you kind of talked about it when you mentioned, you know, even just a thousand steps a day, right? Of like doing that thing. I think there's probably people listening or watching this at some point, you know, maybe in the next 10 years that they'll come across this and listen and be like, well, you know, it's all well and good saying that, but how do you do it? And it, I think we can both sit and say, well, it is just doing that. But do you have any advice to anybody that would be sitting there going, it's all right for you to say you've done it. Like I'm still this yeah. fat person that doesn't know what to do. Like what's, what's the advice? What's the golden nugget? Is there one? So I think it helps to have a goal, right. And have, have some sort of purpose. I know in, 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 in my own experience, when, when I've tried to, to, we'll say exercise more or whatever, if I don't have a purpose, it's hard to uh, do that. 
Um, you know, it's hard to kind of stay focused, right? You, you just go to the gym just for the sake of going to the gym. Well, like, what do you do there, right? And, you, you know, it's it, 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 it doesn't work. So I, I got a Fitbit. My mom gave me a Fitbit for Christmas in 2013. I remember I opened it and my first thing is, oh, this is stupid. I don't want this, right? <laughs> but whatever. I, I took it home. I opened it up and I'm like, all right, well, let me go for a walk. Because, you know, I, I like to, to walk anyway. So I went for a walk and I hit my goal, uh, you know, Felt good about it, right? Did it again the next day, did it again the next day. Did it pretty much every day for like two weeks. And then it snowed. It was January the 4th. Uh, it snowed that day. And I hung out at home. I watched TV. Um, after that, I walked to the bar and hung out at the bar for a while. And I walked home. So it wasn't so bad that I couldn't leave the house, obviously. And the next morning I woke up and I saw that I only got about 8,000 steps. And I, I felt really bad about myself that day. I said, you know, oh. like you're not doing much to take care of your health and well-being. You've picked up this habit. That's that's a good habit. And you couldn't even walk for an extra 20 minutes just to hit this 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 relatively easy to hit goal. You, you had to go to the bar. So right then and there, I said, you know what? I'm going to walk 10,000 steps every day. Right? I don't care what happens. 10,000 steps every day, I'm going to do that. And I did it every day for uh, – seven and a half years actually. Um, but you know, that really became my, my purpose. Right. And you know, it, it was just something that I, I, I told myself I needed to do this every day and it worked really well, you know, and, and, and not, you know, to, to bring it forward to me now, now I do, a, you know, Ironman endurance races, things like that. The reason I like it is because you put a date on the calendar, right? November the 5th, I'm doing an Ironman. Well, I got to be ready on that date to, to do this or else I'm going to fail spectacularly and quite publicly now, you know, considering all, all, all I talk about and, all, and the audience I have. So this really gives me a purpose with my training, right? I, I have to show up and train every day because I know that on this date, I'm going to have to uh, do this, you know, or, or, or even when I was more into powerlifting and I got really involved in, in doing uh, Jim Wendler's 531 framework. Right. And, and it would be every four weeks you, you would get a new set of percentages with with new targets to uh, lift in, in each of the lifts. So, you know, it just kept me going forward. Right. You, you, you keep making progress. And, you know, you know, there's it's good to have a goal in mind because without that goal, you're just going to be acting aimless. So for somebody who's struggling to to get started, I would say you know, start your goal, right? Figure out, well, what's a goal for you now? It doesn't need to be the goal for, for the whole rest of your life, but it, you know, something that what can, you know, what do you want to do every day? What do you want to do this week? Right. And, and just work toward that. Maybe it's a thousand steps a day. We'll do that for a month and then make your goal harder, you know, so, so something like that, you know, just, just really start, start doing that. That what I would say is the way that you, you know, de you know, the, the, the way to feel better about yourself is by demonstrating love for yourself, right? Talk is cheap. You got to do things that, that actually show yourself that you care for yourself, that, that you love yourself. And a, a lot of that is exercise and eating right. And those sort of things, because if you're not doing those things, then, then you're telling yourself through your actions that you're not worth it, that you don't love yourself because look at what you're putting in your body. Mm, yeah. It's almost like some people would argue there's almost like an element of shaming yourself there, but it's kind of being realistic, isn't it? Being like, hey, yeah. 
this is where you are right now. And go on. I would say that shame is a healthy reaction to certain things, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, and the answer is not to suppress or to repress it. If you're feeling shameful after you did something that's shameful, that is a healthy response to the situation, right? And, mm -hmm. and I liken it to like your, your, your car's check engine light. You don't just put a piece of tape over it and keep driving, you know, and you, you feel the shame if it's in, if it's a healthy shame response to something you've done that is, is worthy of feeling shame about, then listen to the emotions, right? Your, our emotions are, are a, a, a almost perfect guidance system. If it, it's telling you something, figure out what it's telling you, listen to it and change your behavior. And then you'll stop feeling the shame. Oh. And there's two things you mentioned as well. Um, in the journey is accountability and a sense of urgency, right? And I kind of like both because that sense of urgency kind of gives you the accountability. And because you share publicly, it's like, if I don't do this, I'm going to look like a bit of a tool, right? I'm going to look a bit stupid, but I know that by this date, I need to get in shape. So that day that you do come home, you're like, I'll just, you know, sit on a couch and eat a bag of cookies. It's like, no, get off your ass and go and do the thing that you yeah. said you were going to do. Right. Yeah. Well, when I was losing fat for the third time, I knew that at that time, 160 pounds was, was about the weight I needed to be based upon my, my, my past fat loss. So I did the math with it. Right. And I I'd set a goal that I'm going to be 160 pounds, but then I also set a time bound goal. So I said, all right, either 160 pounds or until July 1st. Right. Because I knew that you can't just restrict your food and try to lose fat, you know, indefinitely, you know, it's, it's taxing on the body, it's taxing on the mind. So I, I set those parameters in shape and I said, all right, even if I don't reach my goal on July 1st, I'm going to stop for six, eight weeks or whatever I'll maintain. And then I'll, I'll get back to it again. Right. Mm. So, you know, I think it's important to, to set these goals and, and have dates associated with them because without a date, then where's the accountability, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if it's just something you want to do at some time or some point, well, then you're probably never going to do it. At least I won't because I like to procrastinate, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to make it a priority, but, you know, if I, if you tell yourself, you know, at least by this date, I want to be at this point. Well, now you have something to work for. And now you can break that down into smaller steps and figure out, well, how do you get from this point to that point? And then when you get to that point, even if you don't make it right. Okay. Well now hopefully you have some data you can analyze, figure out maybe where you went wrong, how you could have done it better, you know, something like that. And then also not be too hard on yourself, you know, and, mm. and, what, what, I, another thing I'm always saying is we need to learn to become our best coaches because you can have the best coach in the world, but they're not going to be with you all the time. Uh -huh. um, you are with you all the time and you need to know how to motivate yourself. You need to always treat yourself with compassion, even if you are falling short, right? Because unconditional love is unconditional love. Um, so if you're not, you know, if, if you're falling short of the mark, you still need to treat yourself with love and kindness and compassion, you know, but then also hold yourself accountable, you know, and say, well, this just isn't cutting it. I, I need to do better, but not make that negative, not make that shameful, right? Don't, it doesn't make you a bad person because you, you're not losing weight as fast as you wanted to, right? Obviously, 
Um, and, and that's that's tricky. You know, that's that's a tough thing. And, you know, I, I don't know that that anyone's great at that, really. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what you need to, to work on is is really becoming your own best coach. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Cause I think the thing that you said that really hit was remembering to be kind to yourself, like actually. Rem- and it's not to excuse yourself and be like, you know, it's OK. You've worked hard so you can go and relax for three days and do nothing. It's like, OK, I didn't make this good choice today or i didn't make this target that i wanted to make you know how can i get better you know how can i still stay on that journey because i find what a lot of people do and probably men in particular is like they don't hit this thing they want they go into self-destruct mode and they're like fuck this shit you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah you have to be really careful about how you talk to yourself and it's really easy to fall into self-deprecating talk you know i'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll even do it sometimes now too you know and i'll maybe you mutter something like, Oh, I'm so stupid or something like that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you have to catch yourself when you say those things because your Mm -hmm. subconscious doesn't understand you're programming your subconscious with the information that you are stupid when you say that. And that's the last thing you want to do. Right. You know? Um, So when you, you know, just awareness is is really the first step for all this stuff. Right. So once you become aware of your self-talk, then you can start to make changes or e- even if you don't get it right, you could say, you could, you know, okay. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll even say it out loud. I'm not actually stupid. I'm just frustrated. Right. You know, I, I you know, just because, because you don't want to program yourself with that negativity and, and mm-hmm. that negative image of yourself, because really at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I wish I could articulate it better, but I really think that the way we see ourselves is the single most important part of any of us. And that yeah. the, the, if, if you see yourself a certain way and you believe in, in your ability to, to, to get to, to where you want to go or maybe this higher version of yourself, you will get there. Right. You know, but you have to you have to genuinely see yourself like this and you have to genuinely on a deep level believe in your ability to do it. And, you know, you know, that was why the third time I lost 75 pounds, I was so successful at it because I had done it twice before. And there once I committed myself to that goal, I had absolutely 100 percent unwavering self-belief that I was going to reach that goal. And I even sat down and I, I figured out how much I would weigh each week. I wish I still had the paper, but I sat down and I wrote it week by week what my weight would be. And I mm-hmm. figured out when I would reach my goal and I ended up getting it within the, the week that, that that I got it, you know, eight and a half months earlier, because I believe that I could do it because I'd done it before. Right. So if you haven't mm-hmm. done it before, well, now it's a little bit more challenging because you have, but you have to believe in your ability to do that. You have to believe in your ability to adapt to, to changing circumstances and believe in your ability that if you're only at step one and you want to get to step 37, you have to believe that at step 18, you'll figure out step 19, you'll figure out step 20, right? You know, and so as you go, you're going to get better, you're going to improve, and you're going to, you know, get closer to that goal. Mm. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of golden, uh, a lot of golden nuggets in that last sort of few minutes, wasn't there? Yeah. There's a lot of really good information, I think, that, that kind of comes out and I could ask you now, like, you know, what would be the bit of advice you'd give to anybody looking to make a, a positive change now? But I feel like you gave a lot of that in the last few minutes. So if anybody got this far and needs to go back, just probably go back five minutes and you'll get get where there is. But is there anything that you would add to that? Like a little bit of a little bit of a push for people? Yeah, I, I'd say hire a coach. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, it, look, obviously it's easy for me to say right now. 
Um, but if I could give myself the information that I have, you know, 20 years ago, that would be priceless information for me, right? Like yeah. you, you couldn't put a dollar figure on the amount that, that I would have benefited from having what I know now, you know, 10, 20 years earlier, it would have been, been priceless. And I, I think coaching and things can really help, you know, um, this wasn't something that existed when we were kids, right? You didn't have an internet where you can just find people who could coach you and, and not just about fat loss, right? But there's there's people on Twitter that I follow, you know, you know, weightlifting, strength training, you know, there, there's people that I would love to uh, work with on there, right? Like I've, I've, I've never, I've, I've never seen a, a personal trainer at a gym I've been to that I want to work with, but I follow mm. two dozen, I follow two dozen of them on Twitter that I would love to, right? Um, you know, maybe you want to grow your social media, maybe you want to get better at business, you know, all these things. There's people out there who have the experience, right? They've 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 made all the mistakes that 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 you know want to be avoided. They, they figured out how to do it. And you know, hiring them and learning from them is a really great way to get ahead. Um, and it's gonna save you a lot of time, a lot of failure, a, a, a lot of wasted energy trying to figure out how to get there. Mm, and I it, it, it's really hard for us because we both do coaching in completely different arenas, but it's like, I believe in a coach. I have my own coach. Like I don't just coach and do the work I do and that's it. Like I invest into my own coach and mm -hmm. I'll invest into coaches in other areas that I want to, you know, improve in because, and I think what was really fascinating is like you talked about, there's no personal trainers in gyms that you'd want to work with. And I can see that, you know, in the gyms I've been to, but then you see guys online and you see what they Often you think, well, God, it costs a lot more, but it's like, dude, just, you know, take the loan out, take the credit card out, do what you need to do, uh, you know, do a side side hustle or a, an extra bit of work, something like delivering pizzas, like whatever you need to do to put that money together, to invest that in. And it's investing in like you and your longevity, right? Like it's going to put years on your life, especially for fitness. Like if you lose 75 pounds and keep that off, you're probably going to put a good fair few years on your life, right? Yeah. And, you know, well, you know, you, you're, you're going to make more money from having done that too, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. going to pay for itself because, you know, we talked about earlier, all, all, all the, you know, extra energy you're going to have, it's going to lead to improved work performance, improved opportunities. You're going to feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to, you know, get better jobs. You're, you're going to interview better for, for those jobs because you're going to look better. You're, you're going to feel better. People are going to, you know, see you differently. Right. So, you know, this sort of thing, it pays for itself. It really does, you know, so, um, you know, it, you know, having access to all this information, it's such a, uh, it's such a blessing. Um, you know, I, I never would have been able to figure out how to get out of the situation I was in without the internet, without social media, because I remember being a kid in, in the nineties, you know, and, and the, the first time I lost weight, I didn't have any idea what I was doing and I didn't know how to figure it out. You know, I, I didn't know who had the answers, you know, maybe you go to the library, you get a book out or something like that. Right. Like, you know, but now it's so easy and now there's thousands of people out there who, who can help you and, and provide you with, with good guidance and, and help you, you know, you know, figure these things out. Um, so use it, you know, and, and, and another thing is most of these coaches put out tons of free information. They put out tons of value. I know yeah. I do, right. I have a free fat loss guide that there's a link to it in, in, in my bio, right. You know, there, there's tons of great free info out there. You don't even need, you don't even need to pay anybody if, if you're motivated and you can do it yourself, you know, just, 
just just start and learn and adapt as you go. Mm, yeah, and no, I agree. And, and and you see the people in the space that we operate within, and you you see some of the content that you put out, and you're like, you should be charging for that. But you know why people do because it's like you, you can coach and you can charge you know a few thousand dollars for a client to work with for a few months or whatever it is you want to charge to work with them. But it's like you know that a lot of people are not in a position to to pay for that, and it's like well it's nice to kind of put that information out for people and be like, Hey, you know, if you're willing to put the work in and, and it might take a bit longer and, and you're going to struggle a little bit more, here's the blueprint, right? Here's, here's the way forward for you. Just follow these, you know, relatively simple steps, you know? Yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple at the end of the day, really, you know? Um, but, but simple doesn't mean easy. Right. So. No, I say that a lot. I say that yeah. a lot. I, I genuinely think, that this conversation has been more value packed than I thought it could have been genuinely. And I know that I will, when this goes live, I will probably put it on the podcast and listen to it myself when I'm driving to like the gym or when I'm driving to somewhere else other than the gym or whatever it is that I'm doing. So, you know, I just want to thank you for coming on. I'm really glad that we got this opportunity to have this conversation because I know you and I haven't really spoken before and it was I think I put a tweet out. I was like, who should I uh, have on the podcast? And somebody put Matt is. And I was like, okay, let's have a look. And then I was like, yeah, this could be a really good conversation. So thanks for coming on. But more importantly, because I seem to forget sometimes, where where can people find you? Like, what's the best platform to connect with you in your work? It's, it's definitely Twitter. And that's, that's at Matt Izzo, M-A-T-T-I-Z-Z-O. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm on Instagram, Matt Izzo Fitness. And uh, I have a TikTok and youtube and everything else now but uh, twitter mm-hmm. is, is is the best place to find me and you can uh on, on any of the platforms you, you can click on my link you can get my free fat loss guide i have a a, a free recipe guide for fat loss or, or, or not fat loss depending on how much of the food you eat um but you know i have a free recipe guide on there as well and sign up for my email newsletter i you know put out some some longer form content on there and uh you know i I think that's great so uh and i'm gonna be uh looking to expand more and putting some of those archives out there because like like i said i I just want to put this information out there because i know it can help the world and it can help people and that's Mm -hmm. really kind of what i've i've been drawn to uh, do Awesome. Matt, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I'm gonna hit I'm gonna turn the record off and then we'll have a, a quick debrief, I'm sure. All right. Cheers, brother. Thank you.